Welcome to our very first show of Irreverent Sports Meandering, ISM. My name is Dave, and I'm co-hosting this show with my brother from the same mother, Josh. Hello, everyone. <laughs> He's got a deeper voice than me, so enjoy that. We've been uh, talking about doing this for a year, and uh, all the talks and fights and sports hate that we've been uh, holding in has culminated <laughs> in what we are doing tonight. And we thought that someone out there might like to listen and argue with us. So if you have thoughts or questions that you want us that you think we should discuss or answer for you, you can email us at ismdaveandjosh at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. But before we get started, a little bit about Josh and, uh, Josh and me. We grew up as Bears fans, so a lot of what we are going to discuss is going to be laced with cynicism and anger and sadness and a lot of sports hate. A lot of sports hate. We are not going to pull any punches, and our feelings about players and teams are going to be on our sleeves. And we ask one thing of you. We ask that you don't use our opinions to gamble with. If you want to lose your home, blame it on DraftKings like everybody else. With that being said, our show is going to be a potpourri of game breakdowns, hot topics, a lot of judging, and fantasy football nuggets. So sit back, relax, and let's get irreverent. Starting off, uh, we're going to kind of break down each of the games from this first week of the NFL season. Um, I don't know if you know this, Josh, but uh, 12 teams this week were starting with brand new quarterbacks. That is a surprising number, to be honest. If somebody right? would have like, just randomly asked me, I probably would have said like six or seven. So, yeah, that's that is a surprising number. Yeah, 12 is insane. First game we're going to look at is uh, the biggest upset of the day. Um, Arizona versus Tennessee, um, 38 to 13. Arizona just smacked Tennessee around with Tennessee, most likely a playoff team. They looked anything but. Um, Chandler Jones had five sacks. DeAndre Hopkins looked amazing. And Kyler Murray. I thought played like Kobe Bryant. Yeah, he definitely uh, showed a lot of finesse. I think he's in his third year now, and he's uh, he's doing quite well. I really am sh always shocked about how many points the Titans give up. Because, like, in your mind's eye, for some reason, there's, like, this perspective mm. um, that, like, the Titans have a good defense. But that's not really the case. Like, mm. their defense was not good last year. Uh, obviously, this is the first game of this year, and they gave up a lot of points. So I think that um, looking at the game, I I was shocked. But really looking at the numbers, it's really not that shocking. You know, Arizona did play a lot better than I expected them to play. Mm, yeah. Much better than I expected them to play. But the Titans, I don't think, are, you know, that hard to put put points on. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've never um, – uh, I think we're, we're always thinking of the Jeff Fisher Titans – you know what I mean? Like with uh, um, Javon Curse, you know what I mean? The the freak. Mm -hmm. um, that defense was really good, and, and we just always think back to that whenever mm -hmm. we think of the Titans. Um, but one, one last thing. Um, it, I, I said that Kyler Murray played like Kobe Bryant. I've never seen a quarterback play football like basketball. Um, and I almost feel like Kyler Murray does that, and it's quite a, it, I think it's really entertaining, and he's quite impressive. Yeah, there is uh there is one play where he, you know, he totally Fran Tarkenton the whole defense, you know. Just, I know, right? Like just running around and then just back and forth. And then there's like almost like 
alley-ooped it. To, I think it was Christian Kirk. I'm not, I'm not sure who, but uh, to his wide, to his wide out. And it was just like, man, that was, that was a great play. <laughs> that was just really well, like just, that's all Kyler Murray right there making that happen. And it was pretty impressive. Yeah, no, it definitely was. Um, moving on to another game, uh, San Francisco versus Detroit. Um, the score says 41-33, San Francisco beating Detroit, but it was not that close. Uh, um, Jared Goff threw like two or three touchdowns in like the last like in like junk time. Detroit really didn't look that good. Um, their running game though was a little shocking. I, I thought DeAndre Swift looked good. Jamal Williams looked good. Um, but I think the story that comes out of this uh, that kind of sticks with you the most is Raheem Mostert um, going down for the season um, on the second drive or the second play. I can't remember which. I think it was the second drive of the game, um, and he's out. Um, and then Eli Mitchell just picks it up from there. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Mostert had two carries, I believe, for 20 yards, and he went down. And it's it's not surprising, <laughs> right? really, because Mostert yeah, is kind of – is kind of like this glass cannon, you know, kind mm-hmm. of running back that, you know, when he's like when his knees are up and he's in the middle of the field, like he's the fastest guy on the field. Like you can't catch him. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. Yeah. Right. And um, but, you know, that goes along with, you know, him getting hit and he just, you know, you know, he's got to take a couple plays off because some guy sneezed on him. And that's that's, you know, <laughs> staying healthy in the NFL. It's it's it's, yeah. it's a skill. You know, it's I don't it is. I don't. I don't think that he's a bad running back. I think he's probably a really great one. He's just not capable of staying on the field. Yeah, not all 16 games anyway. And he decided to get his injury out of the way, I guess, really, really quick. Yeah. Um, Looking at uh, a game game in the the Midwest, uh, Seattle versus Indianapolis. Um, Seattle beating Indy 28-16. Can I just tell you – that uh, Russell Wilson, um, he just needs to continue to cook. You know, uh, first of all, I want to change that to he needs to continue to rake because I don't understand this whole let Russ cook thing. Um, is he like making a lasagna? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? No, he's raking points in. Like, so let Russ rake. I think sounds better. Thoughts, well, Josh? <laughs> that I, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm down with this whole rake thing. It sounds <laughs> interesting. Well, I'm going to call it right now. I think he's winning the MVP this year. Uh, With all those weapons, with Carson and Lockett and Metcalf, um, like I feel like he can't but win the MVP this year. But I think he can. I can. You I think, think someone else can, is going to win it? I think he could totally not win MVP this year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's totally possible. Um, you know, because there's a guy out in KC, his name's. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I, for, I forgot about him. Uh, you know what? Let, let's uh, with you talking about him. Let's let's talk about that game, Cleveland versus Kansas City. Um, I was watching that game, and I literally wrote down all I wrote down was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, <know. laughs> I watched Mahomes play, and I was like, amazing. It's the easiest thing to kind of like to kind of evaluate. You just look at him, and you're like, yeah, he's good. He's good. I know. It actually makes me very <laughs> angry because as a Bears fan, like, I think it's jealousy, but I hate him because we got Trubisky <laughs> yeah, and we got Mahomes. Oh, yeah, I know. But who, you know what? Like, if we they if they would have had that foresight, you know, 
we wouldn't be sitting here with first round picks like Kevin White and Leonard Floyd and whatever. Like, so I'm not surprised that no, it worked out this way. Um, that's fair. That's fair. But um, yeah. a, a thought that I saw that I had during the game um, was uh, Mahomes only has Kelsey and Hill. Uh, did you notice that he like no other wide receiver? I mean, there were other catches, but no other wide receiver is really any good. And they're not like separating from the defense and um, they're kind of, I don't know, trash names. They're just blah. You know, like they're just, they get thrown these amazing balls, you know, and they do like, you know, you know, they, they yeah. if they're wide open, yeah, they'll catch it, which, you know, Mahomes a lot of times throws his wide receivers open. Um, but, you know, to leave it to them to make separation is just not happening. You know, it's like Kelsey and Tyreek are like, you can't even cover them. So it's right. like, you know, they, they those Demarcus Robinson and Nicole Hardman, um, they, they should have the easiest drafts on earth. You know, I they agree. literally have the best quarterback in the league have the best tight end and the best mm-hmm. wide receiver. Well, you know, that's arguable, of course. But yeah, of course. Like, But, you know, one of the best wide receivers. And they can't get, you know, they can't even, like, you know, put together, like, a really great game, you know. And they, so from time to time they do, you know, but not often. No, not enough to win games. I'll tell you that right now. Believe me, I've had Nicole Hardman on my fantasy team for years, and he does nothing for me ever. Yeah. <laughs> you always, you're always like, man, he's so fast. He's yeah, this is the year, Nicole Hardman. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> nope, that's never going to happen. Um, and then on Cleveland side, uh, the running game looked amazing, but again, um, Odell Beckham Jr. OBJ uh, was not on the field. Yeah, I I kind of halfway expected this just because you know. Um, he, I don't think he spent a lot of time practicing. I mean, I I think he was there at practice, but I, I think he's been, you know, still rehabbing. Um, but I, I kind of, kind of saw this coming, but yeah. It'll be Uh, interesting when he gets on the field to see how good, um, Baker Mayfield can be. Uh, because I think that's the one thing that's missing is that, that overpowering number one wide receiver. He's got Jarvis Landry, who's a great number two. But he's not a number one, and he's proven that over and over. Yeah, um, he, I again for fantasy, I've always hated him, but he, <laughs> he, uh, he does have, you know, some of the some of the best hands that you can have in this, you know, in a number two, and he just, you know, I don't know what it is. He's just not that great. You know, he's had good years. Definitely right. has had really good years. You know, I think he's got 100 balls twice in his career, which is, you know, nothing. That's that's, so- that's, that's pretty solid. That's really great. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, he's just not that great of a I, – I should say he's probably a pretty decent NFL, you know, wide receiver. But for fantasy, the way that I kind of look at him, he's just not that consistent, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, to- I totally understand what you're saying there. Um, so moving on, uh, we have the Jets and the Panthers. Um, this was Zach Wilson's first game in the NFL, um, and it looked like his first game in the NFL. Uh, he, he skipped a lot of balls. Uh, he threw, I was, I rewatched, um, I rewatched that game, um, every play, uh, today actually. Um, and, uh, I was, Super disappointed in watching him play. Um, he skipped a lot of balls. Now he did have two touchdowns, but all he threw to the only person he really threw to was Corey Davis. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. like the Corey Davis, um, uh, uh, Zach Wilson show. 
Yeah, I mean, he he did have a couple really big NFL throws that he did make throughout the game, but yeah, large large the larger portion is uh, he needs to get better. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I watched uh, Christian McCaffrey, and again, another amazing like I he just is playing a different game. Uh, it, w- it really was noticeable too. Running backs these days, you know, like they have their kind of short shelf life, and you know, McCaffrey's I think he were on his fifth year and you know technically speaking he'll be like on the backside of his career coming up you know shortly uh but man it does not seem like it's gonna ever end he's so good yeah it really does it's it's quite amazing but carolina won that game 1914 um and talking about one quarterback let's go to the next quarterback that started his nfl career yesterday or on sunday um trevor lawrence jacksonville versus houston um and houston upsetting Jacksonville because I was pretty sure Houston was the worst worst team in the NFL and then they win their first game I was mm-hmm. I was shocked um what were you thinking Josh you know I I heard another I heard um someone other than the ESPN say it was the most shocking thing to watch a team play so terribly yet shellac the crap out of the other team like it was just the oddest thing to watch um uh, you know the Texans didn't show us something they just showed us that Jacksonville might be much worse than we thought, like much worse than we thought. Not that we thought they were going to be great or even good, but they might be the worst team in the NFL. If, you know, if this well, continues. <laughs> well, you know that I'm not a believer in Trevor Lawrence. Um, and he, and he, and he showed why I'm not a believer. He's th- three touchdowns, three interceptions. Tyrod Taylor looked pretty decent. Um, you had mentioned something to me about, uh, um, well, because I've always loved Tyrod Taylor, and you said you had a player that was similar to that that you loved? Yeah, David Garrard, you know. I used to love that guy. He uh, he never threw an interception, ever. And that's what I love about Tyrod Taylor. He just wins he, – he just – well, I don't want to say wins games, but yeah, that's, that, that <laughs> he, would he be doesn't throw true. interceptions. Yeah. He doesn't hurt you, and I think that's a good thing to have on Houston right now. Um, but they, again, won that game 37-21. Um, I thought – the biggest thing that came away because the whole like um, fantasy football season, we've been talking about David Johnson or Philip Lindsay. And then all of a sudden Mark Ingram gets 26 rushes, um, but not super efficient. He was less than four yards of carry. It wasn't very good, um, but he still ran the ball the entire game. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami versus New England. Again, another quarterback there's so many quarterbacks that were starting their careers um on sunday miami versus new england miami won 17 16 um tua i don't think is good mac jones uh he was in kind of inconsistent but i think he's going to be good um and damian harris 100 yards but he had a costly fumble that made sure miami won that game yeah no he uh he he looked really good throughout the game, and I think it, it this is very weird to see like a Patriot running back kind of be the guy, you know. I know, right? And you know, obviously James White was there on third down, which mm-hmm. is normal. Uh, he'll he'll be there till the end of time on third down, like his father before him, Kevin Falk. Um, but uh, I I do think that Mac Jones is he has the potential to be a pretty decent quarterback. But again, you know, he's like one of those you know statue quarterbacks that. Um, you know, the NFL is kind of moving away from. So the, That's I would true. say that 
I would say the success of Mac Jones will have to do a lot with, you know, his ability to be like a precision, like, you know, dead, dead on precision passer. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking about that. Like we're nearing the end of like an era, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and, and all Philip Rivers, you know, all these quarterbacks that were stand in the pocket guys. Um, and now we're going to like these running quarterbacks and the NFL is just evolving in that direction. And I don't think it's going to evolve backwards. That's for sure. Um, moving on to um, Minnesota versus Cincinnati. Um, I literally labeled this the longest game ever. Um, they took five minutes to to like rewatch a fumble that was obvious that Dalvin Cook had. Um it kind of bored me. I'm not going to lie. And I was just waiting for the green Bay game to start. Um, and they just kept going and going and going. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> but that's yeah. how I feel about Cincinnati. I just don't understand how anyone watches their games. <laughs> well, uh, Joe Burrow can be pretty electric sometimes. Well, uh, I think year, I cursed so. Minnesota because I was talking trash about Burrow, like first quarter in, I was like, Oh, bro sucks. Oh man, he's terrible. And then he was on fire after that. So I'm sorry, Minnesota Viking. Well, sorry, not sorry. Um, I'm glad you guys lost. So <laughs> again, not pulling any punches. If you hadn't noticed, there's a lot of hate um, uh, in this group here. <laughs> and speaking of hatred, um, we're going to go and talk about the devil himself, Aaron Rodgers, um, who looked like a trash bag um, against New Orleans. Well, they lost. You know, like. Like I said earlier, he's not good. He needs to I know, husband. he's terrible. I've always he's, said that. Uh, no. <laughs> I've always believed No, but really, uh, I want to give him some props. Like, his offensive line was brutal. They had three rookies starting on that line, um, and it showed. He had no time for anything. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't pass the ball, and they lost 38-3, to um, which I was very happy about. All right, let's not lie here. I, I was <laughs> – I think I almost enjoy it more when Green Bay loses – than if the Bears win. You yeah. I mean? so. <laughs> the Bears have like emotionally stunted us that like we just <laughs> other people's misery seems better than our own happiness. <laughs> like, it's, it's unbelievable, exactly. actually. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. And man, Jameis Winston, um, five touchdowns on 148 yards um, that year underneath Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Five five touchdowns. What do you get? What do you throw the ball like? Eighteen times, I believe. Yeah, it wasn't <clears throat> wasn't meant many wow. times. But you said to me, Josh, when we were talking about this game, um, you had said that he actually got his uh, um, he got corrective lenses. I think he uh, no no I think he got LASIK surgery because I oh, I really? think okay yeah I think he like couldn't really see that could be that could be not. I, I I think so. I think that's what happened. Okay. And he might be better because of it. Or it's just uh just a thing to say. I don't know. <laughs> well, he looked different, that's for sure. Um moving out to the AFC West, Denver versus the Giants. Uh Denver beat the Giants 27-13. Not a lot here. Bridgewater looked really good. Uh Jerry Judy's hurt for 4 to 6 weeks, uh which hurts everybody's fantasy team cuz everybody wanted him this year. Um, and their defense looked really good, and the Giants looked like blah. Mm-hmm. The Giants pretty much always look like blah. So I know, right? Even Saquon Barkley. They, <laughs> the Giants have now poisoned Saquon Barkley to look like blah. Yeah. 
Like, I literally was the most elusive guy since, like, Barry Sanders and maybe a hyperbole, but still. <laughs> he was there awesome. is some hyperbole there, yes. <laughs> yeah. But regardless, he was awesome, and now he's just blah. But we'll see. Okay. Game one, you know, yeah, for back sure. From, from an ACL, so. That's so true. That's so true. Um, on the East Coast, Philadelphia upset Atlanta 32-6. to um, And the Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, Alabama connection uh, looked amazing. Yeah, I, um, you know, he, he really liked throwing it to Devontae Smith. And uh, I think they're going to probably keep doing that. So. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but Devontae Smith um, caught – um, his last touchdown with Alabama in the national championship in the Georgia Dome, um, the same dome that he caught um, a touchdown from from Jalen Hurts this last Sunday. In the same, not just in the same stadium, but in the same corner of the same end zone. That so is... it was kind of interesting how it bookended the end of his career at Alabama and started his career with the Eagles. That is just the greatest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. That's isn't it like I, I feel like that's just like poetry it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and the falcons um don't look good and maddie so-called ice um who i can't stand because he went to boston college and i'm a notre dame fan um uh did not look good no uh yeah maddie ice uh i he is just not good like not i, I shouldn't say he's not good he he has enough skill to put it together and so I do believe the Falcons will put their offense together at some point this year. I just, you know, he's never been that guy who's, you know, so good that he takes everyone to the next level. He's been surrounded by mm. absolutely great superstars his entire career. You mm. know, his, the running game may be a little spotty, but re- in general, his his receiving core has always been just, just I mean, he's never had a guy, uh, a number two that wasn't like, you know, legitimately could le- legitimately try to be a number one on any other team. You know, hmm. that's a really so. good point between Roddy White, Julio Jones, Calvin John or Calvin uh, Ridley. He really has had really good wide receivers. Yeah, no, he, throughout his entire career. And and let's not forget to mention that uh, he also played with uh, Tony Gonzalez for a while. Oh, I totally <laughs> forgot about those. I blocked those out because I only see him as a chief. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, looking at another uh, young quarterback, uh, the LA Chargers against the Washington football team. Uh, Chargers beat them 20, 20 to 16, and Herbert continues to just look better and better and better. I, I he might actually be, um, end up being like a top five quarterback all time. That's a very bold thing to say, my friend. It is a bold thing to say, um, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think he's got the talent and the head to do it. I mean, he looks good, you know, but we're on year two here. We're through one game. You know, he's got to put it put together a second year, his second year, and it's got to be better than his first, you know? Yeah, that's true. There's no such thing as a sophomore slump for a quarterback. If you, if you have a sophomore slump, it's because you're not good. So, you know, he's got to put it together. <laughs> that's some that's some strong words there. Hey man, I'm just saying. Okay. That's um... <laughs> Washington uh lost their quarterback uh in the first half. Um and he's out for I think the year. Is that right? Uh no, 68 weeks. 68 okay. Weeks. 
All right, six to eight weeks. Um, Antonio Gibson looked really good until he fumbled. Uh, between uh, Gibson and Damian Harris, they are uh, just, they look fantastic. And then at the end of the game, they just kind of, um, they just kind of lose it. So, you know, fumbles are going to happen in the NFL. You have, you have guys who literally spend their entire week figuring out how to, how to break the football away from the player. And it's, it's, it's become an art since, you know, the peanut punch. Um, and it's, it's going to happen. Uh, now, uh, I'm more concerned for Damien Harris because, you know, Belichick has, uh, you know, very, uh, has a reputation of sitting running backs that can't hang out in the ball. Uh, so I'm more concerned about his career <laughs> at this point. I think right. it's just fine. He's pretty much the guy. I mean, he's, there's no one, no one there that's even close to what Antonio Gibson is. So, right. No, I agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, uh, now l- let's look at the two. Um, I thought the two most entertaining games of the day, uh, of the actually not the day, but the the week one uh, schedule. Uh, Tampa Bay versus Dallas uh, started us off on Thursday with a barn burner, thirty-one twenty-nine. Um, Brady versus Dak. Uh, a B. He's back, man. Antonio Brown is back. He's the best wide receiver on that team, and he's playing the slot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you when you got a guy like Antonio Brown who can create separation that he that he still is doing to this day, um, yeah, I don't care. I don't care that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are on that team. He is a he has always been at a different level than you know guys like that, and and I, I guess he's not over the hill yet apparently. Apparently um, not. So, uh, well, let's see a couple if, years ago, he was the best wide receiver in the NFL, and it wasn't even close, really. wasn't even close. Yep. Well, you know, I guess Michael Thomas was, you know, was was emerging and, you know, becoming Michael Thomas. So, I mean, maybe it was a little bit close there, but no, he was, he was the first quarter, the first wide receiver taken in every um, fantasy draft. Period. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. But that was an incredible game uh, back and forth uh, the entire time. And, of course, Brady pulls it out because he is the greatest of all time, no matter what my brother-in-laws all say that Peyton Manning is better than him. But whatever, they're just jealous because they live in Indiana. Um, <laughs> the other game that was super entertaining, Baltimore versus Las Vegas, uh, just happened Wait, wait last- did we well, – no, we can't go past that game without you saying the words. What words? How, what did you think about Dak Prescott, David? Oh, I thought he looked. I thought he looked really good. Like I yeah. thought he looked for the first time ever. I'm saying I think he's a good quarterback. Yeah, exactly. He's he is. I think he's a good quarterback, and I'm glad yeah. you were man enough to own up to it. And say yeah, it. for so long I've been saying he's not a good quarterback, but he he definitely looked good or Tampa Bay's defense isn't that good <laughs> but i don't think that's what it is <laughs> it's possible it is possible but i don't think that's it um baltimore versus las vegas uh i'll get back to that now um baltimore versus las vegas uh, um an overtime game but not a boring overtime game like the bengal's vikings game um baltimore las vegas 33-27 las vegas pulls it out Underneath over 400, behind 400 yards, um, more than 400 yards, actually, by Derek Carr, uh, who looked like the best quarterback on that field last night. 
Well, Lamar Jackson didn't play very well, so that wouldn't make sense. Um, well, and that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, Lamar, he's he's coming along. His arms coming along. He's making more NFL throws, um, but he still is not. You know, he still does not have that kind of NFL arm. If you know, if it's on the way, that's great. But it's not. It's not quite there yet, and. You know, he still has to a majority of the time. You know, the the Ravens have to rely on on the uh, the running game, which you know Tyson Williams he showed up he with with three running backs going down for the year. The mm. fourth came along and actually did some work, and uh, along with Latavius Murray. Uh, so you know, they I think the Ravens uh, have better games ahead. I think you know okay. Lamar. This was actually a little bit more of yeah. a miscue game for him than I would, I would expect uh, two fumbles, especially, but um, you know, we'll see, we'll see how he turns it around next week and um, you know, see if they can kind of put together, kind of put themselves back together after losing to Las Vegas, which I don't know why I just feel like it's shameful. <laughs> like, <laughs> <I> just <laughs> Losing to Gruden is just, I just feel like, like, <laughs> Um, like John Harbaugh has to like go home and then like he's gonna have like a voicemail from Jim Harbaugh being like, Hey Dave, did you win tonight? Who'd you lose to? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh man, that's hilarious. <laughs> but uh going to the last game of the week and the most important to you and me for sure, uh Chicago versus the Rams and the Rams took it out on Chicago 34 14 uh, I thought Andy Dalton looked good decent I don't want to say good but he looked decent he, he made good throws he was accurate he got rid of the ball very quickly but Stafford looked like he actually I said I know that I said Russell Wilson will be the MVP um I may have to temper that with Matt Stafford <laughs> yeah no uh Matt Stafford uh well he played good he uh, he played very good, and it's um, a, a little bit of the Bears making mistakes uh, in the in the backfield. Um, I'm sorry, in the uh, the defensive back um, department, they really let that Van Jefferson play get away from them, mm-hmm. and um, and honestly, their offensive line um, played pretty well, uh, but their offense just wasn't enough to to keep them in the game. You know, Stafford really did do have a great coming, coming out party. I guess, I guess it's not a coming out party, a debut party, you know, right. right. Rams. Yeah. He, uh, he, if he, this is where he's starting. Um, I'm scared to see what he's going to look like um, in a, like a couple games when he actually knows the playbook. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, he made the secondary look like trash. Like our, tra- our secondary is not good right now. Eddie Jackson did not look good. Tayshawn Gibson did not look good. Um, our cornerbacks look pretty decent, but we couldn't, we couldn't, they, they could just throw right over us every single time. And it was driving me nuts. I actually had to like walk away out of the living room during the game. <laughs> uh, yep. Agreed. And then of course, to our chagrin, Chicago loses, um, two left tackles in the game. I like it's almost un, it's almost unbelievable that we lose our rookie left tackle to back surgery and then we lose our or the two left tackles that we 
you know, we weren't even excited about having them. Right. <laughs> and, now, and now we're like, man, I wish we could get those guys back. That'd be awesome. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so. Um, so that kind of concludes our, uh, um, our game breakdowns. Uh, next up, we want to kind of walk through maybe the play of the day um, and the worst play of the day. Uh, let's start with you, Josh. Um, what do you think was the best play of week one? Um, you know what? I think it was that Kyler Murray, um, you know, scramble and just drop it off to uh, his wide receiver play. Um, it was super, he took a lot of awareness to get, you know, navigate through the defenders and then just to be able to drop in, you know, just a really nice uh, touch pass um, to avoid a sack. And it was, I just thought it was a really good play. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And I thought Chase Claypool um, had the play of the week. Uh, he, he caught the ball, um, but, but like he had to wrap his arms around the defensive back's helmet to catch the ball. I don't know how you do that. I don't know if my arms are even long enough to do that. Um, but it was it was quite impressive. And then the worst play of the day, um, I think it falls on the Browns punter, Jamie Gillen, uh, and it costed them the game. Uh, he goes for the punt, he muffs the punt, and then chooses, instead of kicking the ball, he thought, you know what, I'm going to run this thing. And he, <laughs> it was the worst play. It was unforgivable. I was laughing um, and felt bad because I wanted to see them beat the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was definitely an unfortunate play <laughs> to say the least. Oh my gosh. Um I think personally though the more embarrassing play than even that was um Tua trying to throw the ball away and he's him throwing it directly to the defense. <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> so that was, just was that so the one bad. where he got lit up? Uh yeah, he's like getting dragged down and he goes to just chuck the ball out of bounds, except he doesn't chuck it out of bounds. He chucks it right into the defender's hands. <laughs> it was very Tua uh, being Tua. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to say it. I just don't think he's got a very bright future ahead of him. Yeah. Um at least at least not right now. Like it's right. Not looking good. Yeah, no, I don't I don't I agree with you. Um so with all the weeks of all the games and all the players and, and all the teams um, we're going to break down for you right now who we think the king of the hill is the best team right now playing in the NFL and the team rolling down the hill like a fool. All right. Um, so my king of the hill for this week is the Rams. Um, Matt Stafford looked great. The wide receivers look great. The offensive line looked great. The defense looked pretty darn good too, <laughs> to my chagrin. So I would say the Rams right now are, uh, my king of the hill. Yeah, that's a good choice. They they definitely they definitely took us out pretty pretty handily. So yeah, for sure. Um, uh, other than the obvious choice of uh, uh, you know Casey and the best quarterback in the league, um, I really think the Arizona Cardinals really showed us something this week that you know they have the talent to to mm -hmm. make it all to like put it all together possibly this year. Yeah, I so, feel like and again we're we're in week one. You know, yeah. this is a very early thing to say. Uh, you know, every week we're going to, you know, kind of refresh what we're, what we think about this, but, you know, I think they really showed us something, um, on Sunday. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree with that. And you are in total love of those Cardinals right now. <laughs> Dude, they, they look really good. I, I know, don't know. I know. I, I, know. Um, I can get you guys a room if you want. Um, rolling down the hill team of the day. Inappropriate. <laughs> right. I know you're just going to ignore that. Um, <laughs> Rolling down the hill, team of the day, uh, the Packers. 
Praise the Lord, and may God's face shine brightly on you today. Um, <laughs> the Packers are the worst-looking team uh, this week. They just were. They were the worst team looking this week, um, and uh, I'm hoping that that continues every freaking week. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, and I and I alluded to this earlier. I think the the kind of the the worst team in the league right now is a team that you know, got shellacked by what we thought was going to be the worst team in the league, which was <laughs> the Houston Texans destroying the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I really can't justify putting any other team <laughs> below them because they just, they got destroyed by a talentless team. I know, I know you love Tyrod Taylor, but they are, they have no one. <laughs> they don't, they don't have anyone. <laughs> well, it looks like uh, there was a battle for last place and Jacksonville lost. Yeah. <laughs> awesome awesome well i know that uh i was really excited for our next uh segment um tonight um floors and ceilings um, we're going to talk about each of the young quarterbacks um that got drafted this year in the first round and we're going to talk about who we see them as at, like who their floor is comparing them to a quarterback from the past um and who their ceiling is um comparing them to a to a quarterback from the past as well um, and I thought, as Bears fans, we should start with Justin Fields. So, Josh, where is your flooring ceiling for Justin Fields? Yeah, so I, um, you know, I, I feel like he is really one of those guys who can um, you know, make big plays on the run. Um, and so uh, we we spoke about this earlier, but I really think the ceiling for for Justin Fields uh, would be like a John Elway. Uh, um, type of quarterback, I, yeah, you know, I that agree. type of success. He, he, he has the makings to do it. Um, whether he does or not, we'll see. Um, who did you think, uh, his floor could be? Um, Rex Grossman. I, I know that that's not really that bad of a floor. That's a solid quarterback in the NFL for a while. Um, but his floor I think is the highest of all the quarterbacks. Um, and I know I'm kind of biased cause I'm a bears fan. Um, I get that. But uh, I, wa- I, I watched a lot of Ohio State, um, and I really think he's quite good. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, he was drafted 11th overall by the Bears. Um, Trevor Lawrence, um, the, the consensus number one pick this year, any team would have taken him first overall. Who, and I wasn't a huge fan of him. Um, who do you have for his floor, Josh? Uh, so Trevor Lawrence, uh, I, I really kind of see him as – a a fully talented but maybe can't put it together kind of guy so like uh someone along the lines of like a like a like a ryan fitzpatrick you know he has all the tangibles got oh, a cannon for an arm uh can can get outside the pocket make moves uh can read the defenses but just can't put it together all the time type of guy uh wow. is you know quite that's not that bad of a floor it's not, it's not, but you know, he, there's a reason how come Fitzpatrick has been on like, you know, 35 NFL teams. So, right. Yeah. And there's only 30 teams. So that's, yeah. that's quite impressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my floor for him is Todd Marinovich, a uh, quarterback from USC drafted in 91. I want to say out, out of USC by the Raiders first overall um, pedigree. Everyone thought he was going to be amazing. Um, and he was terrible. And you went, I'm going to strike that. I don't know if it actually was first overall, but it was their first round pick. And everyone thought he was going to be fantastic. And he was not good 
at all. And then I would say the ceiling for Trevor Lawrence is obviously, I mean, Andrew Luck, you know, you could go even be a little crazy and go Peyton Manning because of, you know, using his head and all that stuff. But um, I would say the ceiling is Andrew Luck. Yeah, I would say that that that's a good comp. Um, you know, we'll have to see like what, you know, his toughness level is to kind of compare him to Andrew Luck. But yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> no, that's really the truth. What is his tough, toughness level? Mm -hmm. um zach wilson uh this is my least favorite quarterback drafted sorry uh zach wilson if you ever hear this um there's something about you i don't like i don't know what it is <laughs> but uh zach wilson second overall pick um his floor um is kind of a disrespectful floor but i'm gonna say it anyway um zach wilson's floor i see is ryan leaf oh I so he's not he's not gonna start next week yeah, right. okay. <laughs> well, he's already he's already shown he's better than Ryan Leaf. All right, so yeah, yeah, it's all I, good. I, it doesn't take much. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I just thought he has this attitude coming out of college, um, and people think you know he, he could be better. You know, like he's a running quarterback. I don't. There's a lot of comps there um, or comps there, but uh, um, I would say the floor is Ryan Leaf, and the ceiling is Steve Young. I think they play very similar. Um, Steve Young obviously is a Hall of Famer and amazing and won Super Bowl. I said one Super Bowl. Um, Super Bowl. And uh, I think Zach Wilson's ceiling is Steve Young. Yeah, you know, I I feel like coming into this year, a lot of people from the Four Letter Network were really high on Zach Wilson after the preseason game, his preseason showing. Right. Uh, and, you know, I, I need to remind everyone that preseason not only doesn't mean nothing, it means less than nothing like it like you should take whatever you see in preseason and maybe extrapolate the opposite i'm not even sure if that's the case but it means less than nothing and yeah i remember and, i was watching some preseason games and getting angry and you're like dave just stop watching it it does not matter stop watching the games it, it does it doesn't matter because you know you have you have a guy that's looking at a defense that's probably not even starting their three best guys uh that's not scheming that's not you know reading you know what he's doing at the same time that he's reading them he's not dealing with rotating safeties he's not you know doing any of these things that an nfl quarterback has to do so week one is when you get to see you know where the rubber meets the road and it wasn't a very good showing now i'm not saying that this can't go up from here you know he did make some big throws and so you know the the talent is there you can see it but you know whether it you know he can you know blossom into a decent NFL quarterback, yeah. that's that's going to tell you, it's going to be a lot more than preseason games that's going to have to show you that, you know. So I, I really was kind of let down here, guys. I'm, you know, these networks that everyone listens to, like, <laughs> just be totally idiotic about how good he was. Right, which, you know, I agree. That's just out of, like, out of the question to right. be able to evaluate that, that on preseason alone. Yep, nope, I totally agree. Um, next up, we got Trey Lance um, out of North Dakota State. Uh, he, he got taken third overall and I see his floor as Achilles Smith, um, a quarterback taken in 1998. There were also five quarterbacks taken that year. Um, and, uh, Zach and Achilles Smith was taken very quickly and early on by the Bengals and he was from a smaller school. Um, and he did not pan out as well, but I, I see him as that's the floor and the ceiling is Donovan McNabb. You know, he kind of runs around, he makes plays. Um, he throws the deep ball. He can get away from a defender here and there. Um, so I would say his ceiling is Donovan McNabb, which is not a bad ceiling. That's a good ceiling. No, I think that's um, I think that's a pretty 
I, I think that's probably a little bit more on the mark than, you know, I think a lot of these guys, we kind of gave ceilings that were almost unattainable for them. I think this one is actually one that I think he's going to end up being like, you know, he's going to be a starting quarterback for the NFL for, you know, 15 years. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. he might, he might not ever win a Super Bowl and he might not be, uh, you know, this great, you know, all time hall of fame quarterback, but I think he's going to be good. And I think he's going to do it for a long time, which, you know, even doing that is very impressive. So, right. No, I would, I would totally agree with that. Um, next up we got Mac Jones. Um, and I, and I, uh, I truly believe his floor <laughs> is every Alabama quarterback that's been drafted in the last 10 years. All right. Like AJ <laughs> McCarron and all those other guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Job. Uh, yeah. Um, how about you? Yeah, no, I think his floor, uh, it, I mean, I'm, I, Mike Lennon, <laughs> yeah, he's, you know, a guy who just literally like, you can, you can go f- see where he stood in the game because, you know, there's like, it's in like the two footprints and that's it, like in the mm. field. And, uh, you know, that's just who he's going to be. And, you know, he's got to, he's going to have to really become a precision passer, like, like elite level precision passer to have a lot of success in this league. Yeah. I, I, I see Mac Jones as like a Phillip rivers, uh, very much like a, a statue, you know, with, uh, um, I had my boss, uh, say that, uh, it's like, uh, um, he was telling me about the Iowa quarterback and how he just stands there and he can literally see pigeons like, fall, like <laughs> land on him. <laughs> He's gotta be like cleaned off. Um, yeah. which is kind of how Philip Rivers played, but Philip Rivers is great. Like, you know, that's what, that's the guy I was trying to think of. Like when I, like Philip Rivers, I think would be like the, the absolute ceiling that mm-hmm. he could, that he could attain. I no, I totally agree. Um, I do need to apologize. Akili Smith actually went to Oregon. So that's not a small school. Um, yeah. So I apologize to Akili Smith um, and Oregon for that. Um, <laughs> like, like they're listening right now. Um, uh, so, um, so that kind of is our ceilings and floors. We'd love to hear what you guys thought about that. Um, where do you think the ceilings and floors are for each of these quarterbacks? Um, do you agree with me that Justin Fields looks like the best out of all of them? Um, or do you think Zach Wilson, um, the, um, the, the, the amazing, uh, ball skipper, um, uh, is the best quarterback, all of them out of them. Um, moving on, uh, we have this incredible, uh, idea. Uh, Josh had this incredible idea to talk about who the greatest player was born the day that we're recording. Um, and so we did that. We're doing that today and we're going to do that every show. Um, and, it was interesting because the player that was born today that was number one on this list of best NFL players born today um, was Deshaun Watson. And I don't think Deshaun Watson's played long enough to really be considered that. Plus, he's got all this other stuff. We don't even know if he's ever going to play again. Um, and we're not going to get into that right now. Um, so we're going to just move on and say that the greatest player born today is Michael Crabtree. Um, I remember, Josh, I was telling you this. I remember just uh, when he was in college playing at Texas Tech, they were playing um, Texas in this big game, and Texas Tech um, was like six seconds left on the clock, and Graham Harrell, their quarterback, hikes the ball, and he he throws it to Michael Crabtree on the sideline, and I'm screaming at the TV, Crabtree, get out of, lo- get out of bounds, get out of bounds, and he throws he throws the 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 uh, cornerback off him and, and just runs into the end zone for the win, and Texas Tech goes nuts. Um, and then he got drafted uh, and he got drafted by the 49ers. Um, didn't really have a great 
career there, but then went to the Raiders and I thought played pretty well. Yeah, no, I absolutely, absolutely agree. You know, they're looking through the list of players here, you know, Michael Crabtree, you know, he had a, he had an okay career, you know, not definitely right. not one of the guys that, you know, you like, think of, you right. think of when you think of like a really great wide receiver in the NFL. Okay. Awesome. So that, that's a, the greatest player born on this day. Um, and remember, folks, this the show is uh, kind of an evolving thing. We're, we're just trying to to learn how to how to put this to better put this together the best way we can. Um, our next segment uh, is called Fantasy Football Depression because I feel depressed after every Sunday <laughs> because of fantasy football. Yeah. Um, but we're going to talk about our superstars, our busts, our drops, um, and our players that I don't want my brother to pick up. Um, so the first thing, superstars, uh, I have Russell Wilson, um, but I'm a Russell Wilson lover right now. You are indeed. Uh, I have David Montgomery. I really think uh, I've kind of been tuning his horn, um, mm. you know, all offseason. I really think he's going to be with that running back that touches the ball more than anyone other than, you know, Christian McCaffrey. And to be yeah. honest, I, he looked a lot better yeah. on Sunday than I thought he was going to. Man, he so, looked fantastic. He looked, he looked absolutely very fantastic. Good. And I just think he's – I think he's going to be great. And, you know, I'm really kind of mad that I didn't bring myself to to draft him anywhere. So I know, me Darn. too. I guess I kept second-guessing myself. Well, to be honest, I had him last year, and it's it's just frustrating trying to watch your team play when you're, like, hoping they give it to a single guy. Mm, <laughs> you're that's, just like – <laughs> yeah. like, it really takes away from what, being able to watch your, your favorite team play. So I actually – I kind of avoided it. Um, that's fair. That's purpose. a good point. So. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Um, my bust for the week is Brandon Ayuk. Uh, well, where the heck was he? He 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 was out there, but he didn't get thrown to. He didn't get a catch. Not yeah, again, again, this is like one of those like injury things that like you know they weren't telling us. Like you know he we we knew he had a hamstring. We knew he was gonna you know maybe you know not be one hundred percent, but they like they suited him up. And then, you know, what did he run, like six routes or something like that? I don't even know. I, I have no idea, but the, he didn't get the ball once. So no. I feel um, bad for all those people who drafted him and started him this last week. Oh, I know. It's just unbelievable. Um, yeah, who's yeah. your bust? Uh, obviously, it's uh, Ezekiel Elliott this week. He, um, mm. uh, It's not a lot his fault. You know, he, he did look okay uh, the right. few times he got the ball. He, you know, just wasn't given the ball. So, mm-hmm. uh I'm not sure if this is kind of if this is due to the fact that you know the Buccaneers stacked the box so much throughout the game that they just decided that throwing the ball 48 times was the right thing to do, which obviously it was, even though they lost. You know, Dak really did have an like an electric game, and so you know, I'm not you know not saying the Cowboys did the wrong thing. I'm just saying you did the wrong thing for my team. <laughs> so. <laughs> So. Right, like you got to expect more when you draft a running back in the top five. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh-huh. gotta look better than that. Um, so, who is your uh, drop of the week? Oh, so this is you know, um, there's a couple guys that I actually wanted to say, and it, it's hard to kind of decide which one. But I think um, a guy who probably got drafted in most places. Um, you know, I, I think Raheem Mostert is 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 a drop. He's out six to eight weeks. He's mm-hmm. um, you know, he's going to be valuable when he comes back. But you know, unless you have IR spots in your team, I don't think hanging on to him is a good idea. So I think he's he's the drop 
um, for me this week. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's interesting. Is Jerry Judy an IR? Uh, he got 68 weeks with a high ankle sprain. So, so it's not um, IR, though? No, it's not IR. So oh, I no, no, it, no, no, I'm sorry. It is IR. It's just the it's not the full season IR. Oh, okay, so, okay. Yeah. Um, well, so my drop of the week uh, is really because of your superstar. Um, I'd say if you drafted Damian Williams, which some people did, um, they really thought that he was going to explode. I think that, if anything, um, he'll get like maybe five or six carries a game. But this is David Montgomery's team. Uh, there's no point in having Damian Williams. Yep, 100%. Um, now I was excited about this. Uh, um, this is uh, the next, uh, uh, not the next segment, um, but the next uh, category. And I call this the player I don't want Josh to pick up. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, waiver wire pickup. And that's Eli Mitchell. Um, speaking of Raheem Mostert being dropped and because he's injured for a long, long time, uh, Eli Mitchell is my pickup of the week, uh, that I don't want you to pick up, um, 19 carries for over a hundred. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I would second you there if I was allowed to, uh, I would (laughs) definitely choose him, but, um, no, it's, I think it's a no brainer to pick him up. I think Trey Sermon is going to be active though, uh, moving forward. With yeah, Raheem Mostert, you know, um, I don't think he's going to be anything, but I think he is going to be active. Um, I, I'm not sure if keeping him inactive this week was uh, was a special teams play. You know, they kept the the running backs to play special teams on the on the on the chart oh. instead of him. Oh, okay. Um, possibly. Uh, so there is a scenario here where Trey Sermon is going to be the guy when the second he comes in. Hmm. Um, but I don't think. That's the case. I mean, you don't okay. leave you don't leave a good player at home, in, in my opinion. So, like, yeah, I, I really think Elijah Mitchell is going to be that guy there. And my my pickup of the week is actually uh, probably pretty surprising uh, to most people because you know it's kind of convoluted out there in Houston. But uh, I think Mark Ingram getting twenty six getting twenty six runs is um, a big point uh, mm-hmm. point on his side uh, for being mm-hmm. the guy out there. Uh, we're talking about a team that's probably going to be a lot of negative game scripts, so his his value is going to be, um, you know, pretty low. However, you know, this is we're talking about you know a guy who can you know maybe bust out here and there and can save you you know on a bye week or you know possibly if you're desperate. Um, but yeah, I think he's a definite add. Um, okay. And I think you can, I think you know if we just to you know say guys that you can, um, you know, drop for him. I think if you have David Johnson, that's totally fine. Okay. But I don't think there's any problem with that. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, that's, that makes up our fantasy football depression. Um, hopefully, hopefully with that information, um, you won't use any of it. So <laughs> <laughs> we are not recommending you listen. To we are not recommending you use our text <laughs> there. Um, awesome. Well, I know that uh, me and Josh, uh, growing up in Chicago, we grew up with the head of Pro Football Weekly, Hub Arkish, always uh, speaking on the radio, talking about the Bears. And and he is literally the, the most knowledgeable football person I've ever heard. Um, so me and Josh have created this next segment uh, called the Hub Controversy. His name is Hub Arkish. The Hub Controversy. And we're going to take one of the topics that he talked about and decide if we agree or we don't agree. All right. So... This is kind of where we're at. Uh, Hub said um, this week that he thought the fifth rounder, Larry Borum, 
was the best uh, was the best looking left tackle for the Bears on uh, um, on Sunday night. What are your thoughts, Josh? I think that's right. Yeah, I agree too. Well, that's it. That's the hub controversy um, <laughs> with the most knowledgeable man in football. Um, and then finally, uh, we we want to make sure you know our our podcast is called Irreverent Sports Meandering. Um, so there's other sports to talk about. Um, I, Josh, uh, did you have any ideas? So uh, this week we have some some hockey news. Um, oh, you know what? We, we totally forgot to uh, mention anything about the the Ravens backfield during the fantasy. So let's let's kind of back up here for a second. I wanted to mention uh, some items. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. that we kind of took away from that game. Oh, okay. uh, Tyson Williams obviously looked really good. Uh, he may, may or may not be the main guy, you know, with Latavius Murray there. Uh, but, you know, if he is on your waiver wire, um, you, you play in a bad league, you should just mm. go to a different league because he should have been picked up before the season started. <laughs> you know what, Josh? Thank you so much for that final thought. You know, uh, we're actually out of time. Uh, so we'll just have to get to other sports talk uh, next week. Um, but until next week, when we talk about week two and some other other fantasy football depressions, um, keep living life cynical, folks. Have a great night. Bye.